your ears do not deceive you. You have just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner. I am uh, your host for this episode, Jimmy Gasparro. I'm the interview content editor at Comic Book Yeti and I have a, a very special guest. Uh, this is comics creator, writer, editor, and uh, has started dipping his toe into the field of publishing comics. We're here today to talk about uh, his current uh, Kickstarter that he's involved with, Project Big Hype Volume 2. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome to the podcast today, Doug Wood. Doug, how you doing? Uh, doing good. Thank you so much for having me a part of this. I, I really appreciate it. Now, I've been wanting to talk to you for, um, you know, quite a while, at least since I've been involved in, you know, uh, writing for, for Comic Book Yeti and getting to know some of the the creators in the indie comic book scene. Um, yeah, I said right before we started recording that you're kind of like, I, I've seen you on Twitter as like an idea generator. Whenever there's a, a call for pitches, it just seems that you have so many ideas, so many excellent ideas um i was first introduced to your uh, writing in your comic uh leap m with uh matt battaglia mm -hmm. and uh i mean just I'll, i want to talk about that uh, in, in a little bit because that is uh, uh the concept is is fantastic and it's it's an excellent story but um oh, talk to much. me Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so, but talk to talk to me about the current Kickstarter project, Big Hype Volume Two. Um, I mean, I love to read comics, but there is like a a manga sized hole in my comics knowledge. So, talk to me about you know kind of the idea behind um, this project. Uh, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people when they were growing up uh, did have that manga uh, base. There was a lot of uh, creators saying that why isn't why isn't there something like this for uh, the Western or anybody outside of Japan? There's maybe 2000 AD, which is a very tight, hard place to get into. So uh, they kept people kept talking about there was a need. There was a there was a you know why 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 not why not why not? And I just said I can try. And so I put out some feelers to some friends. They were lucky enough to say yes. And I put out some feelers to some pros. And they said, yeah, I, I will be willing to work with um, some new talent and hopefully maybe elevate them and give them a sh their first shot. So that's the big thing. Uh, we model it off of uh, Shonen Big, uh, Shonen Jump, sorry. And um, it's just a bunch of different genres of comics. I just told everybody, do whatever you want. Make it fun. Make it something that you would have read as like a, like a teenager. What would you love to read as a teenager? That was my only starting point too. Yeah, and the the, the first volume, which uh, I read, and uh, which was successfully kickstarted, um, and for the second one, I, I love the idea of giving newer creators kind of 10 pages to tell a shorter form story and then more established creators, you know, 20 pages or so. So, um, I mean, you basically have several full sized, uh, or at least in terms of page count, um, like Western style, like comic books 
uh, in this whole sure. anthology. Um, in the book, so, so there's eight, uh, like say, first issue of an American comic in there. So you're getting, you know, for the price, it's it's a lot cheaper than buying eight single issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's for sure. Um, I mean when you first set out to do volume one and then into volume two, like, did you have any like hesitation about, is this going to be successful or uh, how to put it together? Like, did you reach out to people to say, how exactly do I put this anthology, you know, together? Did you have like, what made you think that, yeah, I can do this. It will work. Um, There was a couple of things. Uh, I started with the comics jam where we just kind of did a single page of comics every week. And you'd write, you know, Hey, I'm a writer. I'm going to write one page story. Hopefully the artist gets to do it and you put them together and it's pretty awesome learning experience. And in there, I met a couple people that ran anthologies like, uh, Mark Bouchard. I hope I say that name right. And Andrew, Andrew Stevens, he did uh, TO comics. I kind of picked their brain saying, how did you do it? How did you do this? And luckily, uh, TO Comics had a lot of um, website blog posts on how to do it, how to structure contracts, how to uh, find printers and stuff like that. And I just kind of soaked that all in. And uh, when it was finally time after I kept saying, I, I kind of want to do something, I kind of want to do something. I ran a fan comic like they had told me, try to do something that would be easy to put together first. And then... Uh, I finally had the idea. It was, hey, what what about doing this Shonen Jump kind of thing? Can I get these pros to say yes? And I just got lucky. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, the first volume has some creators in it who I think were, you know, probably in their, you know, had started out, had some anthologies, some different things, but um, now are have even more comics under their belt and. I'm, did that help then attract bigger names for volume two? I think so. Um, a lot of the people were on the verge of breaking out anyways. So I kind of got to look like I was a genius uh, scouting. <laughs> so like uh, Thinner Man went on to do, uh, he's got an image book coming out real soon. Uh, that's called 20th Century Men. Jared uh, Luan, he's, one that uh, DC uh, milestone uh, mentorship uh, competition. Uh, people like the Puppos had a couple of series, but now he's working at Marvel. You know, it wasn't like I did anything, but you know, it makes me look good. And so when the book comes, I'm like, okay, let me try some bigger names because they'll say, hey, look, there's David Peppos, there's Centerman. They did stuff, maybe, you know. And so luckily that worked out. <laughs> right. Um, so for for volume two, um, did you already have like a, a short list of established creators that you wanted to reach out to that you thought would um, fit into this, you know, into into volume two? Or uh, were there, was there anyone that reached out to you that thought, oh, man, I liked volume one. I want to be a part of volume two now. Um, there was there was more pros that reached out to me in volume one because I kind of did a funny teasing thing of like oh i got the next big thing it's here it comes look at this i got a secret and so people love that kind of stuff and they're like i want to be involved what is this what is this and all i had so many pros reach out to me in volume one volume two i think i had a little bit of a list but i also just said hey who would people like to see and 
I kind of went with that list and <laughs> and ran with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there you know, for anyone listening to this who hasn't checked out the the Kickstarter yet, because there'll still be you know uh, plenty of time by the time this uh, this podcast episode comes out for you to back volume two. Uh, I mean, but I, I look through the, some of the creators, Joe Glass and Sam Owen, uh, Rob Pilkington and Max Davenport. Rob wrote a great shorter comic for uh, the uh, TKO Presents, yep. um, Minerva Fox and Frankie White. I mean, um, I love Frankie's uh, yep. there are Broken so Bear and um, 25th. Uh, the 25th. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, AJ O'Mason and Ben Humaniuk. Uh, if I'm mispronouncing anyone's name, I uh, and, and you're listening to the podcast, I apologize. <laughs> but um, I know yeah, it I mean, because some... a group and I. Oh no, I, I'm blinking. I know how to pronounce it, and I'm just like, freaking me, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I, I apologize. I'm doing. I'm doing the best I I, I can. But yeah, I mean, it was just. Uh, you have a story in there with uh, what uh, Arnando uh, Zanker, uh, Leslie Julian, um, your co-writer on Savage Wizard, and Zach Kinsella, Sean Daly, and Easton uh, Daverna, um, Michael W. Conrad, and uh, Nathan Uten. I mean, just some. I mean, tremendous talent that you have now accumulated for this. Yeah, Joe Glass uh, did Pride for Dark Horse and a bunch of other amazing stuff like uh, that new, uh, I think it's, what's it called? Boys in Love for uh, Blue Wave World that's coming out. And, yep. um, and the Miracles. Yeah, w was Wonder Woman and Batgirls. And yeah, there's just so many cool talent that uh, let me say, hey, let me help you out. And then we have some really cool uh, people that I really wanted to give a sh- uh, spotlight to, like Benjamin Morris. If you've have seen him on Twitter, he's his art is phenomenal. Uh, I really like Scarlet Twilight. Oh, no, I did it again. I think that's his comic title. <laughs> Please forgive me, Ben. This is the second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I think that's right. It's like the uh, yeah, it's a, the superhero one. Um, he's had a couple kind of, of issues that he's yeah. crowdfunded. Um, I. I uh, yeah. I, I, I know I, I'm pretty sure I, I backed the first one. It was very good. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And Sean Daly and Easton Deverne, I mentioned them already, but they've done a, a few things together. And um, yes. I think the most recent one, Lost Souls, and they've done some other things. Are both are extraordinarily Denver. talented. It, and I got to look through. Um, you know, some of the stories here and it really is, uh, they're, they're really incredible. And it's, a like a great mix of genres and it's, it really is fun. Uh, uh, I mean, that is like, that is the overarching umbrella. Um, they, they look different. There's a lot within the panel layouts. Um, I mean, you could kind of probably teach a class on constructing a comic, by the different approaches in, um, you know, in volume two, are, are there any particular genres within the stories that you gravitate towards? Like as a reader, not, not just as a writer or an editor. Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
I guess for this volume, there was a lot of sci-fi base that we really gravitated to. It's not just mm-hmm. me that uh, picks the, get a panel of, of art uh, editors. I, I kind of uh, employ a, a team of them. There's like 13, I think, in this volume of editors. And um, yeah, we just kind of ranked what we got in our submissions. And I think just a lot of sci-fi is what spoke to us for some reason this time. Um, there is a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of fight comics. There's romance comics. There's just mech comics. There's a bit of everything. But I, I think that first half of the book is pretty sci-fi heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, it did seem like it. But there are, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. There is really, you know, something for, um, you know, for everybody. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask was I know that uh, partway, uh, I guess, between when Big Hype Volume 1 came out, and then um, and now there was kind of like a, a pivot to the, changing the name of the, the public in, publishing company to Jumpstart Comics. Now, what mm-hmm. kind of um, what kind of fueled that in terms of that the name change? I, I am hoping and it hasn't happened yet, but I'm hoping to be able to publish some more people's uh, first works is what I really am trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like. Big Hype as the name of a comic company just says just the anthology. And I wanted something that said more of, hey, this is could be your first start for something bigger and, you know, come work with us. Uh, I'm hoping I've talked to a couple of creators and I'm hoping they'll take a chance on me and we can try to put some stuff out together. And that would be really amazing. Right. Well, and that's something you said in terms of the the. I guess uh, the solicit for the submissions, meaning the newer creators who uh, are pitching the 10 page story, that's something that, you know, once you have it, they could then develop into something else. I mean, that's kind of part of the, uh, can be the the beginning or the genesis of uh, a more, you know, a full length story. Right. Yeah. That's what I really hoped. I wanted, I wanted to be somebody's launching pad. I wanted this to have an audience and maybe you didn't have an audience and maybe this could help you for your first Kickstarter or something like that, whatever campaign you're going to run, you know, maybe this mm-hmm. is the base that shows the publisher, Hey, there's an audience for the story. And I, I was really hoping that could happen with this, this project. Right. So um, let me, let me take a, you know, a step back and ask you like uh, one of the things that I ask when I do written interviews and, and I do on here sometimes as well, like, you know, what's your origin story yourself in terms of comics? Did you read comics as a kid? Yes, I, I did. Uh, um, I started like a lot of the people in my generation. You start with the movies and the cartoons for characters. And then you see uh, stuff around like at a grocery store or something like that. And you start picking up the comics. I, I tell a story I love. Uh, I was loving uh, a Venom comic I saw at a comic book store it was my first time ever going, and I, I, I lied to my parents and said, "Hey, he's not a villain. He's he's Spider-Man. Just let me have this." And it's just <laughs> him with a big green tongue dripping like whatever. And I was like, "Just please let me have this. I really want it." <laughs> and uh, that sparked my love for comics. Uh, and um, I uh, I was in the military. I got injured in Afghanistan. Uh, that's part of the reason why I'm a disabled uh, writer and creator. And so why part of my, uh, I guess, 
recovery therapy, I started kind of writing comics and I didn't know what to do or didn't do it properly for so many years. So I just now started making comics in the last three years. And so um, it's it's been very exciting to see people care <laughs> after I kept telling myself, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, give me a shot. And then I finally got that shot and it's it's been awesome. Well, let me ask you this, though. Why did you, you just said that you didn't do it properly? I mean, what do you, right. what, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? You didn't do it properly. I mean, you're sitting there, you're writing. I mean, are you talking about like, I did, I just didn't know the right way to format a script or like, what, I, what I, was it? Uh, the big thing for me is I tried to be kind of like a woolen wolf. I was like, I never used social media. I had nobody I knew in comics. I just, I don't know. I, I think that was part of my, uh, you know, PTSD or whatever. And I just, I just kind of mm -hmm. was writing out to some people sometimes and things wouldn't happen. And uh, I just, I don't know, it, I just wasn't taking that step of making friends, which is going to help out uh, making uh, actual work to show off to people, you know what I'm saying? Like I, right. I, I had so many just like couple pages here and there that didn't do anything. <laughs> so I, I guess that's it's a hard to to say, but that's how it happened. Okay, well, and it, I mean the first I think the first time I I became familiar with your work was through Leap M, um, which uh, and the artist on that story is Matt uh, uh, Battaglia, right? Um, yes. So, um, like. How did you start with that story? Did you and Matt, did you meet Matt first and say, let's do something? Did you have that script and then look for, you know, for an artist? Um, so how that's did that part of like, come about? That, that story. Of what, um, I wrote that back in 2009. And uh, I think I, I kept kind of trying to fine tune it for a long time. I hired... Mm -hmm. um, Another artist named uh, Robert Carey. He's done a lot of things like um, uh, he did like uh, James Bond for for Dynamite and a bunch of other amazing stuff. And I I was hiring him, and unfortunately my health got worse, and so I had to back out of finishing that. And um, uh, three years ago, when I finally came back, I said uh, I would like to try to pitch this, and so I took what he had finished. And I pitched it to the publisher and they said, yeah, we like it. But when I came back to Robert, he'd blown up. So uh, he wasn't available. <laughs> he had two books actually announced at that time for uh, for uh, Scout and uh, for Aftershock. So he was busy. And uh, with his permission and with uh, the publisher's permission, I said, can I find another artist? And uh, I put out a call and, and Matt was one of them. I saw the precursor to a book he just put out, which is called Ghost of the Carousel. He showed me that and yeah. I said, this is the guy. This this has to be the guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, for anyone listening who hasn't read Leap M, I, go find it. I think it's available at least digitally if you can't find a physical copy. Right, Doug? Um, shoot. Uh, I think it may be on my gum road, but uh, there was a okay. little bit of complication. 
think we've got the rights back now. I ha- uh, we did, ran a Kickstarter last year, but I think I need to put it back right. up on digital. <laughs> yeah, well, um, if you can, uh, it's it's an excellent story. Um, and lettered by letter squids. Um, yeah, squids just, is the uh, best. It, yeah, yeah, phenomenal letterer. Um, and uh, so you wrote it all the way. You said you wrote it all the way back in uh, you know 2009 in the in the before times. Um, yeah. Kind of what was like? What was was like going through your head? Like, what were you dealing with? Like that that you know you 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 came out with like that story. Okay, so it's it's a one shot about a, a veteran that uh, is framed for murder and put in like a machine to like ages him to uh, to a sentence date. So say he's he was sentenced for thirty years of prison. You put in the machine. An hour goes by and you're 30 years older. And, um, uh, you know, I, I wasn't getting out of the house much because I was just um, kind of a shut-in after my injuries. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, me and my wife, when she was home, we would watch Prison Lockup. <laughs> and uh, that kind of started the genesis of the sci-fi element. And um, I think kind of the feeling for me of, like, having something that happened to him and feeling regret kind of came into the story too of a person who wants revenge, but he has like this, this thing from his military time that is eating him alive. And he feels like he deserves that feeling and that, that pressure. And I kind of just put it down on paper. I guess that's what happened. Right. I mean, was it, was it a difficult, experience to kind of go through uh i mean i heard someone say recently they were like a a, a method artist or um and i guess it could be true of writers like a method writer you know uh dealing with some stuff but also dealing with what your characters are dealing with like was it a cathartic experience like putting that all down i think some ways way yeah i i uh, am kind of a weird writer where I kind of write from the gut and just how it feels in the moment. So I, mm-hmm. I guess it could be almost like a method <laughs> feeling. Uh, I don't, um, my memory is not that great, so I don't really remember finishing the script <laughs> all that well. So okay, but yeah, I just I I felt I really proud of it, and I kept telling my wife for the years. I was like, I think I got something here with this, and I just was hoping to finally get a chance to show it to people and uh, happy that Matt was willing to take it on. Matt said, Hey, let's try to expand on this in some ways. Like it didn't have as many panels in it. And when he, when I, as I wrote it and he said, why don't we add a panel to every page until a certain time? And then let's start reducing panels to like take to make the feeling of, Oh crap, he's running out of time. And so, on board that I don't think I would have gotten with a lot of other artists. It was really awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is a how the comic is structured, and the panel layouts are. I mean, it 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 helps with the flow of the story, but also you it felt like the two of you were in lockstep, um, putting it together. It's surprising that uh, there was so much time between when you first wrote it and when it, it you know it was started really being drawn um 
but so when you say you write from the gut, do you, I mean, do you, do you outline things first or you just like start page one, panel one and just start going? Yeah, kind of. I think that's my biggest thing. I've tried the other ways and I get stuck after writing it down. I lose all will to keep going. I know a lot of people say that when they talk out loud to people, like if they describe their comment to other people or their story to other people, they just kind of lose the will to keep going. I have that with writing things down. So if I don't just write it script first, I just, I lose my will to keep going. <laughs> it's weird. So that's if you were to, if you think if you were to outline something and you like had the outline, you're like, why well, I outlined it. I'm, I'm going to move on to the next story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like you said, I'm kind of a idea machine is that I just want it down and then I just, I just lose that interest. Then so I'm like, here's right. another idea. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I, do you do a lot of drafts then? Or is it just like, I got it down or I mean, do you have to no, go back no, and yeah. like, it, it requires okay. uh, uh, I wish I could afford more editors but uh, luckily my friends have been kind enough to be like okay I'll put up with you you can let me let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well what what do you do though if you are writing and you're like all right I'm, I'm I'm into it I'm writing I'm going through like do you ever you know get stuck like are, are there things you have to do to kind of you know talk your way out of a jam Um or to kind of like recharge yeah. if you're, what, what is it you do? Uh, I typically right now don't get a lot of writer's block, but if I do, I, I watch this, I, I used to watch the Venture Brothers, like, um, uh, uh, what do you call those bonus features? And they talked about how if you get stuck on something writing wise, write something else inside the same world and just get something down on paper and that mm -hmm. can start the flowing. And so that's what I usually do. Either I need, uh, to keep writing something else that kind of will get me to unlock something or uh, take in more inspiration. That usually was, I'll, I'll take a break and just start reading or watching a bunch of things until I get that, that momentum back. Right. And so, I mean, looking at some of the different things that you have written that I've read um, or at least seen glimpses of, like, I mean, I've read, we talked about Leap M and I, I know that you kickstarted Savage Wizard with your co-writer Leslie Julian, who I spoke to recently with the artwork, the artist uh, uh, Brian Flint, um, and you had a uh, a short, The Machine's Ghost, that was a platform comics finalist with Lane Lloyd and and Letter Squids, and I mean a, a handful of other short comics that I you know I've seen. Um, in the you know the since you know being on on twitter and 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 following you um i mean it, i i'm hard pressed to kind of like you know pin you down if i you know had to do that like what type of do you think there's a through line to the stuff that you write um if you just go by the stuff that is published it's a lot of crime and prison kind of based stories <laughs> leap in and Ultramax are kind of like those prime yeah, Ultramax. people. What's going on with prison or what what is going on with a society that's made prisons and stuff like that. And then um, and then if you read everything else, it's like this guy has really bad ADHD and uh, he just writes about everything, anything. 
I mean, are, are there are there particular types of stories you want to tell? I mean, are you interested in like more so in what you know, telling a story about society, you know, and and having your story be kind of like a little microcosm of the problem you're talking about, or um, are you more interested in in the characters? Uh, I mean, I just, I'll just be honest. I'm not a very smart person. And so um, it's it's more about the characters because that's I I don't I don't have that big brain <laughs> to say hey this is what society this is what we need or this is uh, the lens of of what we could be doing or doing better and stuff like that I I just don't feel mm-hmm. confident in myself and in my intelligence to, to try to do that kind of writing still. Well, whether or not. Um you have a quote unquote big brain. It doesn't, I don't, I don't think that means, you know, you're, uh, you're not smart. Uh, I've read quite a bit of your writing and your um, insight, the way you write dialogue uh, is, I mean, some of the best that in terms of indie comics. So, you know, I, I don't know if you're being, just being humble or, 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 or self-deprecating, but let's, uh, no. you know, Oh, no, no, I'm not going to get a, you're not going to get away with that on my <laughs> podcast, Doug. <laughs> no, no, I, I have a very inflated self uh, myself, but I I know where my my uh, my drawbacks are. I guess my. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you know, turning to I guess like some of the other stuff that you have coming up next. When you're putting together and managing and, you know, running a Kickstarter, like, with, you know, for currently for Project Big Hype 2, I mean, are you, are you doing all this? Do you have, like, a team of people helping you? Or are you still finding time to, you know, write and being that idea machine, like, going on to the next thing? Yeah. I, uh, I mean... I do tell everybody I, I'm kind of cheating in a way because of my disability. Most people have to go to work and do stuff. I sit at home. <laughs> so I just have infinitely more time than everybody else, it feels like. And so I can uh, manage more. I can have my team of editors that kind of help me out with big hype. I can be writing pitches to a publisher. I could be writing scripts and uh, coming up with a million ideas to bug my friends and see if they're any good. And I'm just constantly doing things at all times. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I, I mean, it is nice to have uh, some of the other editors and, and folks involved because I, the way I understand it is running a Kickstarter can be fairly, you know, time consuming. Um, but you've had what four successful Kickstarters now? Yeah, four, four, and this is um, working halfway to five. Halfway to five. All right. Um, I, I mean, are there particular challenges um, that are unique to you um, as a disabled, you know, comics creator, um, and how do you yeah. deal with those? Uh, um there's been many times where I thought I was going to have to be done with comics because of my disability and how, um, my, um, my, oh, what's the word? Oh my gosh. Sorry. 
sometimes with my brain. Uh, benefits, there we go. That's an easy word. Uh, my benefits work is that uh, I can't make money in making comics. I can't. And so um, I can't ever go after licensed properties. I can't ever make money off of Kickstarters. Um, if you look at my Kickstarters, the first one I did got told never again. Uh, the next three were run by my uh, wife in her name, uh, my artist and my co-writer. I um, just, it's just the way it goes. And it really stinks right. because it kind of how I can make comics <laughs> because it's not like, I know a lot of people don't break even, but I can't even attempt to try to break even at times. So it's, it's a really big handicap. It's a really big, a handcuff to how I work and it's and I try to do my best I can to make sure everybody feels comfortable right yeah I mean that's got to be that has to be you know uh, particularly challenging uh, especially you know in a in a the a business that can be you know very tough and very difficult you know and on top of that and actually having successful ideas and well-written and well-drawn stories um i mean with that in mind though do you have a do you have a particular goal in terms of comics is there like a is there a plan i mean in terms of not just jumpstart comics and wanting to be able to maybe publish other stories but do you yourself have something that you you know want to accomplish or you know be known for in the comics community uh, I don't. I don't even think I've really thought about that. Um, yeah. I, well, I want to be known as kind of a nice guy. That's what I <laughs> work hardest to do. I I just want to be there for people and help people. That's my biggest thing. And um, I don't know. Uh, I don't really. I don't know. Uh, I just want to keep trying to do this as much as I can for as long as I can until they tell me, "Hey, you're not allowed to anymore." <laughs> uh, and um, I guess if I had one whale of a goal, I, I put that on Twitter recently, which is I really wish I could write a G.I. Joe comic, I guess, uh, just because that's what I reason why I started jumping out of airplanes for the army was because I was kind of inspired by that as a kid it was G.I. Joe. So <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I don't care. They have fun doing it. Right. Well, I mean, hey, having you don't need any you don't need any any goal at all you don't need any lofty goal but you know being um being a uh, a nice guy and and somebody who is out there helping somebody is uh more than enough um i mean you talked about earlier about when i asked you uh, you said cuz you said about writing things uh, the wrong way or not doing it the right way and then um not really being on social media i mean do you feel now that you've you know gotten on things like twitter and have found a uh, the, you know your community yeah um so um having a little bit of a head start with uh doing the comics jam uh really helped uh mm -hmm. i found some people that were like-minded and they suggested hey if you want to keep growing you're gonna need to get on something like twitter and so um doing that and then having done the platforms contest where i got any finals people started taking me serious and that really helped too is finding a community that were interested in hearing what I had to say and what I was doing and um, 
I don't know. Uh, I lost word train of thought there. I guess. <laughs> That's fine. I do it all the time. I. I. It, so it's. Uh, you're. Uh, well, you're in good company because I. Um, I do it too, and I. I think I'm. I'm decent company. Um, maybe the listeners disagree. <laughs> um, you're amazing. So. What? You're amazing. Oh, thanks, Doug. I needed to hear that today. Um, you know, so with all these different things that you ha- have going, all the different irons in the fire, um, I mean, what's like, what's next? What do you have, you know, coming up? What else are you working on? Not that you're, you know, not working on enough, but is there anything that you can tell us about that, uh, that you have coming up? Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I know this is going to come out a little bit later, but I am announcing tomorrow. I'm trying to do a weird fan comic jam. It's. Uh, I want to take. There was a long time ago, and the right after Watchmen came out, Alan Moore pinned a pitch for DC called Twilight of the Superheroes. It was supposed to be a twelve issue sure. series. Seen. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I want to try to do um, a bunch of writers and artists doing like a jam, kind of like if you ever did you hear uh, of Bart Kira, where a bunch of artists drew pages of Bart Simpson and all the others uh, in 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 uh, Akira. So it's just one for one now of <laughs> Akira with the writers. and it was just now like this really cool jam thing and i i want right. to try it where there's a little bit more wiggle room with the creativity and uh-huh. um kind of celebrate a comics master at the same time i'm hoping to give that a shot just to see how it goes there's been a lot of interest and that was the reason why i just was like, hey this is a silly idea i had and people were like no let's do it please <laughs> yeah that i mean that is the one good thing about the the online community when you know, when you have an idea like that and, uh, you know, people will let you know pretty quickly if it's a good idea because they want to be involved. So, I mean, I'm sure you've seen that with the yeah. number of submissions for, um, for project big hype. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, that sounds awesome. Um, so, but circling back to, you know, to big hype volume two, um, and when, when you start planning this out and then, you know, the, the acceptances go out and you start, you know, the story start getting, you know, put together. Um, do you plan like the, the layout in the book or is, do you have, is that like a team effort? I actually, that's one thing I've done for both books so far is I plan the layouts. Um, it's another thing kind of I do by gut feeling and um, I just kind of feel my way through it and what feels kind of uh, that would go together or flow together. And just, it's like a flow thing, I guess. And right. um, I, I feel really proud of my ability to do that kind of thing. I don't know. And Yeah. I mean, volume one, it, it had such a nice, like, uh, ebb and flow to it and the uh, volume two that I in the preview that you had sent me kind of felt the same way um, it's just uh, um, 
it, it really was a pretty fast pace going through it. Uh, it was very, you know, surprising. Uh, and I think you do a nice job putting, you know, both books together. Um, and, and there are so many uh, unbelievably talented creators in the uh, in volume two this time. Were there, was there any ones that you uh, I mean, do you, do you pick favorites or do you try not yeah. to? And <laughs> I, 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 I tell him this every time and it's just I don't know. Uh, between volume one and volume two, like I said, we take a group of editors and we kind of vote for what our favorite story is, just no ranking them so we can know which ones we're going to accept and which we're not. And the right. one that's ranked highest every time uh, by a writer named Alan Flores, and he is just got some ideas that are beyond all of us, and we're we're just so amazed by by his writing and his ideas, and um, those have been my two favorite comics that we've gotten in so far i think is just his two comics uh the first one was about um kind of like a meta story about a person going through a library to try to find a way to stop a witch and i don't want to run the story but it it was just like oh man how did he do that and the art <laughs> he chose was just the end and then the second one is is the sci-fi story i also don't want to spoil it because i feel like i'll give too much away but it, it was just something that i was like yes this 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 right away yes please <laughs> <laughs> oh well so, something uh exciting for backers and uh readers to look forward to then to check out exactly uh what those are from from both volumes um i mean with everything you got going on do you still have time to read comics Yes, I, I read a lot of comics. So what is it, um, you know, what, what anything in particular that you're reading now that you really enjoy? Oh, um, I, okay, let me try to be careful because I've been reading a lot of a certain publisher and I can't mm -hmm. give that away, but okay. um, <laughs> I, I, um, I was recently rewriting V for Vendetta. Um, that was something. I was reading. Um, there's this uh, this manga called Liar Game, where people are given an opportunity to um, try to win money, but they have to kind of lie their way to keep their money <laughs> that they have. Like okay. they're they're gifted money, and if you lose it, you're going to be in debt. So you have to make sure you keep it. But if you win, you keep going. And it's just like this snowball of how can I outcon somebody? I've been really fascinated by that story. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just always curious in terms of, you know, folks that are creating either writing or drawing or coloring or lettering, you know, even editing, like, do they still have time and, what what type of comics do they you know gravitate if they do have any you know free time to just sit and and read, um, you know because I think even uh, things that we read casually have some type of uh, impact or effect or maybe even you know influence. Right, I, I try. I guess things that I, that spark imagination, I tend to read longer. If I start mm -hmm. reading and I can't 
and focus because I'm getting ideas, I kind of feel like those are good ones because they are, they're what I wanted or what I needed at that moment. So, um, I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard quantifiable thing, but there are stories that, um, just get to me first than everything else. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I know. I, I know what you mean. Um, there are those ones that kind of take hold and, you know, you just start spinning out ideas. Um, yeah. Well, so, you know, if there is someone, you know, if there are listeners who maybe haven't, like, you're like me, who haven't really read any, you know, particular manga or might not be familiar familiar or overtly familiar with something like Shonen Jump. Like, what's your pitch to get them involved in in Big Hype 2? Oh, it, the need to know manga isn't a precursor for this. There are a lot of just uniquely Western stories anyway, uniquely Western comics, people that you would, you know, you would probably pick this up on a shelf anyways on a Wednesday. It's just mm-hmm. the format is more toward that Japanese manga feel of getting these big, amazing stories and a bunch of uh, solid understories to kind of prop it together. And and, um, so if you just like comics, that's all you need to go to come in into this (laughs) without any any manga background whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, that is true. Um, It's really just the, I guess the the size and uh, dimensions, and that I think just like volume one, all the st- stories are black and white. Yeah, uh, that's just uh, well. I know a lot of manga readers are used to that, and yeah. and also of course it keeps costs down. It's just uh, the cost of a single twenty page floppy in color can cost almost as much as my three hundred page, you know, smaller. <laughs> book it's it's crazy yeah yeah especially especially nowadays where it seems like the costs of everything are um are, are going up but uh yeah i mean it, the it's 385 pages i don't think i mentioned that earlier but it is a uh it is a sizable book <laughs> there there's a 400 page limit and i I want to one day hit that. I haven't got there yet, but uh, I hope I get Well, maybe for volume three? <laughs> Trust. Um, so, uh, Doug, I uh, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, and, and talking about this. Um so what other things are, you know, um, I know you said there's some stuff you can't talk about, but um, any other thing that you're working on or um, uh, I think I'd asked Leslie Julian when he was on about how things with uh, Savage Wizard was were, were going, because um, I'm very excited yeah. for that story. Yes, I, I am, too. Um, we, Brian uh, had a little bit of setback with COVID and that kind of slowed things down. We're hoping it'll be done. It'll probably be, I, I gave it a year when I, when I made the Kickstarter page for Leslie, I said, just in case, you know, long, you know, just in case and it, it ends up happening, but um, there's nothing we could do. And uh, that's unfortunately with, with uh, this kind of 
thing going on right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, having trouble yeah, with words I mean, right now. No, no, um, I, it, but those types of things can't be avoided. But um, but yeah, I'm uh, sure. And, oh, what other stuff? Um, I, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of pitches that are ready to go uh, for Kickstarters. Um, I've I've tried several times with editors. I mean, uh, agents to try to get my um, wrestling romance comic uh, picked up. I got a lot of notes from for it, and a lot of people love the story. They just, unfortunately, the people in the book industry have a little bit less understanding of wrestling than the comics people that are way more interested in wrestling. So <laughs> I haven't found for it. So uh, it, it's kind of like a, a bit of, bit of a bigger goal that's going to be needed to create that, but I want to get okay. that one made. I have a um, kind of Batman uh, knockoff story I want to do because there's so many knockoff Batman characters. I'm trying to do like a locker room murder mystery with those kind of characters. Yes. Is that uh, in the Pale Moonlight? Yes. Yeah, I think I'd seen you talk about that before. Um, Yeah, that sounds fascinating. I I, I mean, I just as I was always a big you know, Sherlock Holmes fan and the idea of like a locker room superhero mystery, I mean, is it's, uh, yeah, definitely piqued my interest. Those are, those are all the things that I would want to throw money at so I could read. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when I was talking to comic book Yeti, I remember him saying no more indie superhero books. He said, unless there was some kind of wrinkle that made it unique. And I said, here's my idea. And he said, okay, you're the last one. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I just got to get, get it taller. I'm hoping that I can be the last one who gets to the superhero indie comic before he shuts the door yeah. on us. Uh, well, I think there's, I, I think there's still uh, some room for uh, <laughs> indie comic superheroes, but um, well, I, I want to get back to the other one you mentioned, a wrestling romance comic? Yes. Oh, yeah, um, that sounds that's I, that sounds fantastic. I have to I yeah. I will I will be watching um, your Twitter page for any further mention of uh, of that, a wrestling romance comic. Yeah, that seems like that would be like, um, you know, tailor made for. Uh, comic book and wrestling fans and it seems right now there are quite a few uh, like more and more wrestling comics um yeah being made i know that if, uh i think go ahead oh i was gonna say if 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 i would have gotten to get my book picked up somewhere or if i would have had the guts to kind of run the campaign i think we would have been one of the first and then all of a sudden there was a huge pushed and i think a lot of people got their wrestling noir comic books picked up or their wrestling um shakespeare comics and stuff like that so right uh, missed out on that opportunity to be one of the first but hey that's what happens sometimes well i mean you know you can still ride that that wave but i think it shows that the success of some of these books shows there's definitely a market for it. I mean, it does seem like there's a lot of crossover between wrestling fans and comic book fans. And I mean, I don't think you said wrestling yeah. romance. I mean, there, there aren't enough romance comics. I don't think anymore. Um, so. Right. I, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. One Once of the again, biggest storylines when I was with the idea 
kind of like a teaser of a romance story. And I, a lot of the wrestling fans were all about it. And there was a huge support. And I was like, that the comics need that kind of thing in the space. And uh, people were responding when I was talking about it. And I, we just wish we could have uh, got that out. <laughs> well, still, well you know. yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll still, it'll still come out. And so I'm, you know, I have no doubt. Um, and then when it does, you can come back on here and we'll talk all about uh, wrestling and romance comics. Were, were you, a, I mean, were you a fan of uh, like professional wrestling or are you still? Yeah, yeah I still am. Uh, yeah. Just, um, a lot of people gravitate to the kind of like big showmanship and uh, soap opera nature. I think I was interested in the backstage drama type of things. And that's where mm -hmm. I really wanted to, because a lot of people that when they do comics of wrestling, they want to do it, make it more fantastical or otherworldly to kind of make that feeling that they get when they watch it. Me, right. I wanted to do like backstage of your local play. You know, that kind of feeling of what's going on? Why, why were his lead actor arguing with their understudy or <laughs> somebody's girlfriend broke up with them and now they're the performance is lagging. And that's that's something that wrestling has that doesn't get yeah. showcased in comics. And I wanted to really do that in a romance setting. And I, right. I'm hoping to get there. Yeah, I hope so, too. I mean, that's a, and that's fascinating because wrestling has that element of you know, especially televised professional wrestling where they they show the matches, but they also, you know, part of the show is what's going on backstage. But then there's, yeah. you know, that's another layer because there's, you know, that's also part of it, you know, part of the show. But there's a real layer, you know, a, a, a real level of what is actually happening, um, you know, both yeah. in terms of relationships for the for the sake of the wrestling drama, but you know, relationships are, are actually taking place in, in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to back the Kickstarter. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. That sounds fascinating. Uh, so hopefully, well, hopefully we'll see that in the future. Um, all right. I don't want to keep talking to you all night because I will, because uh, I like to talk. Uh, I guess I don't know if that's a yeah. function of being and an attorney or the fact that I became an attorney because I like to talk. Um, <laughs> but anything else you want to let everybody know about what you have going on or about Big Hype Volume 2? Um. I just really appreciate all my friends who are showing up and helping out uh, supporting it. And um, I really think um, it could be something special um, if we can get it funded. So uh, if, if you heard me here and you haven't looked at it, please look. There's so many amazing different styles and artists and maybe people you haven't heard of. Maybe you'll find, you know, your next favorite story or creator that you'll follow for, you know, forever you know let's let's hopefully we can do that uh, yeah i I, t I agree uh with doug having uh read big hype volume one and gotten to look at volume two um i always think that this is this is one of the i always am curious as to what can bring 
non-comic readers into comics. And this is this is one of those things. This is one of those stories that for a great price, you get uh, like 385 pages of comics, many different stories. And it's the perfect type of thing to maybe, you know, your friend that is asked about comics or your friend that you think might like comics. This is the perfect thing to introduce them to, to say, hey, this is comics just isn't superheroes superheroes are great but um it's also this and it's weird sci-fi stuff and it's just some worlds that you couldn't possibly imagine that somebody did and they they wrote it and somebody drew it and um yeah i can't say enough nice things about the project uh big hype books so um thank you i just want to you're welcome um, thank you for doing all the stuff that you do, Doug. You are somebody that is very supportive of other uh, indie creators. You are a very a very nice guy on Twitter, um, and you you real you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just said I try. <laughs> and you, he just have some some fascinating ideas. I mean, Leap M was uh, is it, such a great idea. It's such a great comic. And um, so glad that I, I, you know, got to read it. And uh, I think that everybody should check out uh, Project Big Hype Volume 2. I want to thank Doug a lot for coming on today and talking about comics and uh, talking about being a creator or talking about his process. And um, you'll still have time uh, when this episode comes out to head over to Kickstarter. We'll put a link in the show notes. So uh, you can click right on that and check out Big Hype Volume 2 and follow Doug on Twitter. Uh, for Comic Book Yeti, um, this is Jimmy Gasparro. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Uh, thank you very much, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. This is Byron O'Neill, one of your hosts of the Cryptic Creator Corner, brought to you by Comic Book Yeti. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.